Hello, and welcome to Let's Talk MedTech, the premier podcast for the medical device and diagnostics industry. My name is Omar Ford, and I'm the managing editor of MDDI, an online publication that covers medical devices and diagnostics that's owned by Informa. On this episode of Let's Talk MedTech, we're going to be speaking with Alyssa Song. She is the CEO of NanoDropper, and get this, she's also a med student at the Mayo Clinic Alex School of Medicine. Yes, that's right. In addition to her responsibilities as a CEO, she's also juggling med school. This is incredible. Now, Alyssa is a serial entrepreneur and inventor with a background in clean tech, neuroscience, and harm reduction. She's led her teams to dozens of business and design awards, including her most recent USPTO Collegiate Inventor Medal Award, awarded by the National Inventors Hall of Fame. She's going to be speaking about her journey into healthcare, how she's able to juggle all these different roles. She's going to talk about how the nanodropper is really a game changer for the industry. And she's going to give students and upcoming up and coming entrepreneurs tips on how they should be looking for funding. Uh, how do you get financing at such an early stage? What are some of the programs that you can participate in? She's going to talk about all of this and more. But before we get into our conversation with Alyssa, I want to talk to you a little bit about the medical device and diagnostics industry. Yes, that's MDDI. MDDI is an online resource exclusively for original equipment manufacturers of medical devices and in vitro diagnostic products. It's also a place where you can go to find all the latest news, events, and trends pertaining to medical devices and diagnostic products. You can also find the Let's Talk MedTech podcast there as well. It's just an awesome resource for our industry professionals and those who want to be in the know about the latest happenings in the med tech and the diagnostics industry. So how do you find it? Well, I'm going to tell you. You can find it by going to mddionline.com. Yes, that's mddionline.com. And now let's talk med tech with Alyssa Song of Nanodropper. Well, Alyssa, thanks for being on Let's Talk MedTech. I really appreciate you coming here and stopping by to, to speak with us today. Of course. Thank you for having me. Excited to be here. Sure. Anytime. Now, I know that you've got lots to talk about uh, your journey into healthcare, the nanodropper. Just, I guess we'll start off. There's so many places to start, but just want to mm -hmm. ask you to talk about a little bit about your technology and the inspiration behind it and, and what led you to forming the company. Yeah, absolutely. Our company, Nanodropper, is named after our flagship product that's now commercially available. Um, it's called the Nanodropper Adapter, and we invented the first uh, adapter for eye drop medication bottles that reduces medication waste by creating the perfect size drop for your eye. And we did this to increase access to expensive medications and break down some of those financial barriers to care. Um, for the question of how, how we started on this journey is about four years ago, there was a ProPublica article um, that talked about how eye drops are actually five times too big for the human eye and actually thus 
five times too large for the dosage that's required. Um, and so that waste that you feel when you put in an eye drop and you see that running down your cheek, um, that waste can cost someone that's using more expensive medications like those for the treatment of glaucoma up to $2,500 per year. Wow. So yeah, when I saw that, um, our, our thought, me and the co-founders, we thought that we could change that for the consumer and our patients. But I guess now I would ask, how did you even get into that mindset? Because, you know, you're still in, in med school, you're, you're pretty young, and I'm thinking most people your age are, are, are not thinking about how to so- solve a, an issue like this. <laughs> Thinking about you know video games or or some other you know some other things. How did you come about this? Um, have you always had an interest in healthcare? Yeah, yeah, that's a great question. I've always been drawn towards healthcare. Um, really, my passion has been in uh, solving big problems that are contributing to the disparities that we see in healthcare, and how do we create a system that is more equitable for everyone. Um, I think one of the, the the factors that came into how we were able to problem solve this in a way that really impacted patients in a short amount of time was uh, my personal experience working with a harm reduction alliance when I was living in Seattle. This was um, back before I started medical school. And I think it's just a a framework and a mindset of meeting people where they are and creating solutions that can be used now and um, that are the closest to the people that are experiencing the problem. So I think that helped me uh, feel like this problem solving was something tangible and something that I could really get my hands on instead of trying to go from the top down and creating this complicated system that would also solve the problem. Sure, sure. No, no, no. T- totally understandable. Um, so you've created the NanoDropper and you formed a company around it. Was that difficult to then switch from that mindset from, uh, uh, you know, an, an inventor to perhaps an entrepreneur and a business uh, woman? Yeah, you're saying uh, like the transition from just being an inventor into creating that team? Yes, yes, exactly. Yes. Yeah, the way that I see entrepreneurship, because like you said, not all inventors are entrepreneurs another way around. Um, But I saw entrepreneurship as a way for me to be able to package the innovation that me and my team created and showcase it exactly how I wanted it to be showcased. Um, so I would have the ultimate control over uh, how our device is delivered to patients and how it's marketed, how uh, it's messaged, and really create um, the platform to showcase our invention. So for me, it was like a very natural progression, and I love team building. I've always been, um, I always thrive in team settings, and so um, I think it really worked out well. Yeah. Did you have to deal with FDA or get any type of clearance uh, for the nanodropper? Yes. 
So we are a class one medical device that is uh, sterile. So we are on the FDA as a listed product. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, when you were able to get this onto the market, what was that feeling like? Uh, Was it a feeling of completion? Uh, Was it a feeling like, oh my goodness, I can't believe this. I've actually taken this device, this technology from infancy, and now it's a marketable solution that's available to patients or consumers. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's the ultimate goal for all inventors, right? (laughs) So like really go from that idea stage where we have the whiteboard drawing and then go through the trials of prototyping and then making that ultimate leap to making the final product and just getting the shipments with such a rush. Um, we received thousands and thousands of nano droppers on pallets and just seeing the boxes and the unboxing experience. I, I got to do the honors of the first unboxing of a nano dropper adapter and I can still feel that rush that our team felt and um, yeah, it was a it was a glorious moment for her team for sure. Yes, it, all your work, uh, all your hard work was paying off. Exactly. But I, yeah, but I want to get to to kind of the ugly side, and the ugly side is financing the money to to really bootstrap this and any grants that you might have gotten too. Um, how were you able to fund the company, and was that pretty difficult at times? Yeah, I would say that it was one of the biggest um, barriers to commercialization for our team when we first started out because we were all recent grads or we were still students. Half of us were students at the time. I was a recent grad who had gotten her first full-time job um, on my way to med school. Um, and so we just didn't have the funds to really finance this ourselves and pay for expensive prototypes. Um, so we ended up getting our start from student level competitions. Uh, we talk about this quite a lot to other student entrepreneurs to really take advantage of all the competitions and the awards that are available. And not only was it helpful for, of course, the the finances to actually fund um, our progress, but it also provided us with invaluable mentorship and the trials of going through uh, the business model um, uh, competitions and getting feedback on that, on our go-to-market strategy. Um, It really prepared us well in the long run. And we also met some of our inventors, or sorry, not inventors, our investors, at those um, competitions as well. And through that, we raised a seed round earlier this year. And we also have a government contract through the Air Force. It's an SDIR contract. Um, And speaking of competitions, uh, the most recent win was the Minnesota Cup. It, It was the biggest competition that we had ever put our company and our team members through. But it really was a full circle moment for us because we had started at those competitions. Do you think that perhaps a lot of students and perhaps a lot of entrepreneurs don't really look at the importance of of those competitions or they may, they might overlook them at first? I think 
Um, especially with a background like our team members, our co-founders who are very much like engineer and science, academic science backgrounds, we just had never heard of these competitions before because um, we don't know, we didn't know anyone at the time who had gone through them. I think if you are a business student, you have a lot more exposure to what's available for uh, prototype funding and startup funding and these competitions. But I think that was um, a really big realization that we had. And so we really are big proponents of talking about this wherever we can so that our that current you know, uh, academic scientists or students who are in um, engineering fields and uh, I was a bio and psychology major. So, you know, the psychology students, um, that they can all have better exposure to the options that are out there. Sure, of course, of course. How do you find the time to balance being a CEO uh, with with your studies with med school? <laughs> and can you talk a little bit about that? Uh, are your days, do you have 25 hour long days sometimes? <laughs> Some, a lot of people ask me if I get extra hours in the day, um, and it sure does not feel like it. I feel like uh, my days feel even shorter um, than what I feel like 24 hours should feel like. <laughs> but I think, um, like you said, it's just all a balance. And luckily, or maybe unluckily, I'm not quite sure yet, <laughs> four years later, but um, I started med school with Nanodropper um, already on my plate. And so I just don't know an alternative way to be a med student. And um, I think if I had started the first couple of years without simultaneously uh, building our company, then maybe it would have been a bigger uh, difference that I would have noticed. But for me, I just don't know any other way, um, but it's a daily balance, an hourly balance of uh, priorities, just uh, making myself available. Um, but I think it's also, uh, um, it was also only possible because of the team that I have and uh, with Nanodropper. And of course the school as well, uh, Mayo Clinic is such a big supporter of uh, what I've been doing with Nanodropper, and without their support, it wouldn't have been possible. No, no, no! Wow, that's that's just that's just incredible. That is just incredible <laughs> that you had this coming into to, to med school uh, that you already had Nanodropper. Was there any time in your mind that you said, you know what? I just want to be a CEO. I don't want to go through all the doldrums of, of, of med school. I'm just being a CEO. What gives you that extra drive to say, hey, I'm going to accomplish this too? Mm-hmm. Um, that's a very good question. Um, because, yeah, I, especially in my third year of med school, when we were doing our clerkships in the hospitals and um, we, we are working resident hours, uh, I've had those thoughts. I'm just like, am am I being a good med student? Am I being a good CEO? Can I do? Can I continue to do both? And um, just reflecting back on the last few years, I know confidently now that me being a med student 
made our company stronger and um, we were able to problem solve in ways that are very clinically relevant and uh, impactful for our patients. And I think the other side is also true where me having to uh, constantly prioritize and reprioritize and have this balancing act made me a stronger student and uh, really keep my eye on the prize for why I'm in med school and um, how much of a bigger platform I'll have as a physician to be able to bring solutions that really help a lot of people. Sure. I want to talk now, I want to go back and talk about nano, the nano dropper, um, the technology. And I want to talk a little bit about the difference that it is making and, and what you've been seeing anecdotally and, and from patients and consumers and from physicians. What kind of response have, have you been getting uh, from, uh, from, from them about the device, about the technology? Oh, my gosh. I mean, the, the emails that we get, the handwritten letters that we get from our patients are what drive our company and our team members. Um, we share them at our team meetings because it really fuels us to continue to do this and keep our eyes on the price. Mm-hmm. And um, patients will talk a lot about the anxiety that they used to feel um, around the, the end of the month when they know that they're going to run out or they don't quite know when they're going to run out and they get this anxiety at the end of every month um, of the fear of running out of their medications and having to make that choice again at the pharmacy counter of whether they're going to pay out of pocket hundreds of dollars um, so that they can maintain their eyesight and uh, adhere to their medication regimen or are they going to um, have to give up those last few days or last couple of weeks. Um, And so just being able to relieve that stress has made a really big difference on our patients and their caregivers also write us letters talking about how grateful they are that this product exists for their parents. Yes. Now you talk about, I, I hear you mention this several times you've res- you've referenced uh, the team the team at nanodropper how important is that to have a strong team how important is that for an entrepreneur to come in and have a strong team that they can depend on that they can trust that that is really in line with the the goals uh, or that are in line with the goals that uh, that the company might have i think it's everything i think it's the especially in a startup, um, the team is the company and the team dynamics is everything. Um, I would, NanoDropper would not have made it to where it is today without our four co-founders and now our, our bigger team. Um, and the synergies that you find and the support that you find within each other, we have a pretty big co-founding team of four as well. And I think that really is our secret sauce. Sure, sure. So when are you finishing up med school? 
Just curious. It's yeah, it's coming up really soon. Um, I'm in the interview season right now for residency uh, programs. And um, for our school, graduation is May. So six more months. <laughs> six more months. Wow. And you, yeah. and you can you can go back to 24-hour days instead of 25 hours. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh yeah the 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 light at the end of the tunnel is six months away awesome awesome <laughs> a final question for you what's next for what's next for you and what's next for the nano dropper what's next for the company uh is yeah. I, I have to believe this won't be the only device you bring into fruition because you seem to have that entrepreneurial spirit and that gung-ho spirit i just I, I just feel another technology coming from the company and from <laughs> yeah that's right we just want to solve as many problems as we can that get in between patients and their the care that they are looking for um and we're all about bringing higher value uh products in terms of healthcare, where we are delivering good outcomes for patients and their providers, elevating the patient experience um, while reducing the cost for for patients and the healthcare system. So yeah, please be on the lookout for <laughs> all of our future products and um, all of our, our solutions to the top adherence problems. And um, right now we are really focused on growth so we are close to 400 partner clinics in the U.S. So we are just looking to expand and um, make a bigger splash in the healthcare industry. And I'm sure you'll blow everyone away. Uh, Alyssa, thanks for coming on to Let's Talk MedTech. I really appreciate having you here. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much. Just one question. Will you come back? Of course. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that depends will... on how the podcast turns out, right? <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, we're always happy to chat. This was so much fun and it was great meeting you. Same here. Same here. Thanks for stopping by. Yeah. Thank you. Have a good one. Same to you. Bye. Thank you.